listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Can't you see the fi- can't you see the private jets flying over you? Made back bumper sticker read what we're hover do. Jay is chilling. Yay is chilling. What more can I say? We killing them. Hold up before we end this campaign. As you can see, we done bodied the damn lanes. Lord, please let them accept the things that can't change and pray that all their plans be that all their pain be champagne. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host Rod and Karen. We're in the house on a Wednesday time for walking dead recap mm-hmm so everybody's been waiting for um of course got to do all the upfront upfront let's get this out of the way itunes stitcher hope you're leaving us five star reviews mm-hmm. i hope you're, you're leaving them with nice things in them that we want to read because we read those every saturday when we do our feedback show yes we do uh you can also do stuff like go to the blackoutist.com become a subscriber a premium subscriber uh leave comments vote in the polls all kinds of stuff to do there it helps us out too also we help you following us on social media we're on twitter we live tweet the walking dead as well so if you want to join the crew if you're in our facebook group and you want to go there and talk about it live as the show is going on mm-hmm. there's always a thread there uh probably be starting a thread for the bad badlands as so- soon um yeah because that yeah that show's very good yeah and no we won't be reviewing it like the walking dead so no. this is not a tv show review show but um we do live tweet it yeah we will live tweet it um of course uh the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today is day 336 that bobby schmurter is locked in jail mm-hmm. free bobby uh we have sponsors today three of them to be exact the new rod and karen audio play album sunspot and ratchet and other ratchetness is out on itunes some of you have already bought it and we would love for you guys to leave a five-star review of it mm-hmm. it contains it contains nine hilarious audio plays and all so check it out on itunes just go and search uh either sunspot and other ratchetness or search itunes for our names rod morrow and karen morrow that that helps as well um also we're brought to you by bevel this episode is brought to you by bevel the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps check out getbevel.com today and use code tbgwt to get 20 percent off of your first month at getbevel.com that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com and lastly we got a little sexier sponsor um let's see what haven't i played on this album have i played uh oh, let's just do this let me ask you a question are you getting enough i bet you love to get more right well adamandeve.com wants to give you more with 10 free gifts flirts to get a little something sexy for her then a specially selected toy for him and third a little something you both can enjoy plus six full length adult movies on dvd just go with it and number 10 you get free shipping on your entire order so what do you have to do to get these 10 free gifts 
it's not hard just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item it could be an adventurous new toy a sexy piece of lingerie something to lubricate you in the right places stiffen you up in the right places who knows get you some of them handlebar things that you put on their back so when you hit it from the back you can just grip it like a motorcycle you know what i'm saying <laughs> don't fall off like daryl just enter offer code tbgwt at checkout and you'll get 10 free gifts go check out adamandeve.com today select one item and get 10 free gifts including free shipping when you're in offer code tbgwt that's tbgwt at adamandeve.com You know you're gonna be giving it up. I know you're right, baby. Baby, go with the flow. Oh, yeah. Shake, 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 baby oh shake 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 all right all right all right that's my jam i love that album Mhm. i agree i agree um all right let's get into what everybody's here for um i believe they want to hear us talk about the walking dead Right, this is episode number six of season six of the walking dead two more before we get to fall break uh the name of the episode was always accountable uh and um the, there's no description on wikipedia but basically we finally find out what's going on with daryl sasha and abraham mm-hmm. as they lead the pack of zombies the herd of walkers half of them anyway away from alexandria unbeknownst to them all this shit is happening down in alexandria but um uh, this is their plight and their story and we get to find out what's taking them so long to get back right mm-hmm. um so i guess we'll start as, as always i, I I'm, I'm assuming this will be a pretty quick one as well because this is a pretty straightforward episode this week yes it is um i guess we'll just start as always karen how'd you feel about the episode in general i loved it all right loved it uh i liked it as well um i you know i've been wanting to know what the fuck was going on with them right uh, from jump and uh you knew they were gonna get their own story at some point um the cast is so big at this point that you know i, I kind of like the the vignette style of telling some of these stories yeah you have to it's comic book style right and yeah it does feel just like the comic book and mm-hmm. also it was very um 
intense for me like i really thought people were going to die this week like last week's show and the show before that we've kind of got a respite from thinking people were going to die because the morgan show was all a flashback so obviously we already know what's going to happen in that story i mean we've you figured that uh that that dude that topped morgan uh eastman you figured he would die because he wasn't around in the future so that wasn't like a huge shock Mm -mm. the episode with rick and them uh last week was one of those shows where they where they really get into the hey let's start building up characters and storylines so that when we start killing people off again it won't just be out of nowhere right you know there'll be some type of uh drama to it there'll be some sort of backstory to it right as opposed to just randomly like oh shit that dude just shot so-and-so for no reason like you know they try to give you the thread so but that episode felt a little bit more slower and nuanced um and then this one i really thought mm, anyone could get it this time so like uh even you know despite however it turned out they gave me that feeling for 60 minutes of like i just want my people to make it through this uh ordeal true all right um so we'll get into the scene by scene breakdown of everything because that's how we do here um the first thing we start with um is sasha and abe are in the car together the junkie clunker that aaron originally drove to even go meet uh rick and that crew that car been through a fucking lot you know what i'm assuming that car looks that way on purpose though mm-hmm. i've been thinking about this a lot the car must be dependable or they wouldn't take it out ain't that the truth right so i think they want it to look as rusted and terrible as possible so that when aaron leaves it on missions somebody will just be like oh that car is obviously fucked up i'm not even gonna Try attempt to, to steal it right versus if it's newer or, or clean they go okay somebody's had a hold of that vehicle yeah if a motherfucker just popped out of a fucking 2015 <laughs> right you know ultimate shit yeah they like they're gonna break in that shit because they know something's in there but all right cover that with all the leaves you want to they're gonna be like mm-hmm. but if you can get the most dependable looking clunker i mean most clunker looking dependable car you get you you can get then uh that's probably smart anyway that was what i was thinking because i was like they go on that missions in that car all the time mm-hmm. it seems uh and of course daryl's on this motorcycle so sasha and abe in the car daryl's on the motorcycle they are just at the 20 mile point basically they're at, they're actually at the 19 mile point but they were like let's go ahead and leave the herd behind they're pretty much gonna keep walking the way they're supposed to and we need to get out of seeing distance for them so they won't follow us back um and daryl's like and they're doing all this to walkie talkie daryl basically like well um try to try to keep up keep in mind he's in a motorcycle and they're in the clunker looking car and she's like boy you see this car i'm driving <laughs> right like you you understand yeah, you better slow your ass down like try to keep up my ass um and then and you know he had already he had almost left them three weeks ago when rick was in trouble daryl broke away from the um from sasha and abe and say oh y'all can handle it and then came back after after a while um so there's already that tension there that daryl could just leave them high and dry at some point well they turn off the road and immediately as soon as they turn they start getting shot at bullets was flying everywhere mm-hmm. it felt like that scene in minister society just yeah. the, the music started playing and everything everybody got a bullet yeah one of the dudes in the car was like hey man pull over and let me out so he could go to college 
Um, but yeah they started shooting at the car shooting at daryl and now to sasha abe and daryl's credit they immediately went into like fight mode Mm -hmm. like that's the thing like that's the thing about rick's crew always prepare for the get down like they just evasive driving maneuvers immediately like um and then there's they've dealt with a lot of shit right and you can see that there's people on the side of the road with guns shooting at them there's people Mm -hmm. in vehicles behind them driving and shooting at them i mean some mad max bullshit that they just drove into <laughs> yeah and it's one of those things where i think i don't know if they were trying to cross their walkie-talkie and shit but it was like they weren't looking for us they were looking for somebody else and we just happened to pass the well they got to that later but at that time what did you think did you think they were looking for them or as a trap yeah. what'd you think no i didn't think they were looking for them okay because at the time when it happened i thought oh shit that somebody knows they're out there maybe they've been following them this is a trap oh okay okay and kind of know what way they were going yeah they don't tell you because i mean there's no way to know right up they don't tell you all that other stuff till later so at the beginning i thought oh shit that like you, somebody you is know. set a trap for rick's crew you know what it um that makes sense because initially i thought well why are they getting shot at and who are these people so i was like because you know the quote-unquote wolves we honestly don't know how big that group is mm-hmm we don't know how many of them there are or anything we know that some got away everybody didn't die mm-hmm. so it could have been one of those things where they was sitting there waiting on them yeah i thought maybe this is the other part of wolves maybe the wolves are the dumb crew like they send all the, the weaponless crazy people you know no guns people right into alexandria and then there's like masterminds out out somewhere else and right. maybe somebody inside of alexandria is informing these people like i was just thinking all this shit was that's, going through my head that's that's true too that make and, and 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 that makes sense because it's like hey we'll send the people that we don't mind dying in there first yeah which is the you know huge part of you know the zombie apocalypse world is just that you know there's no way of knowing when random shit pops off what's going on so anyway a car chase ensues uh daryl and um sasha and abe and them they basically split up daryl goes one way falls on his bike gets up and gets back on his bike which is still running and like apparently it wasn't too bad of a fall but he's clearly injured afterwards like he's not driving riding the same afterwards um but he's still being chased by cars yeah because uh I don't, I don't know nothing about no bike but i know when you hit the ground your ass hit the ground you ain't got no cars no, i mean no doors no glass so you know you skidding basically your your ass on the cement and daryl ain't got no helmet or nothing Mm-mm. so yeah he hops on the uh back on his bike and starts driving off i'm like assuming a champ. off of pure adrenaline at this of point of course um and then sasha and those guys uh, sasha and abe uh they get their back tire shot out um which i noticed on the replay Mm -hmm. um they crash into like a thin partition like a wall and the car behind them one of uh they 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 have guys with guns in them or whatever and they're they see them crash and they stop their car and before they can even get out sasha and abe are back through the hole in the wall guns blazing yes I, and they weren't ready for that they, they like, like some shit out of call of duty they came prepared they hit that left bumper right trigger a b c and was like i got something for you yes like i like, i think they got extra lives they the, they the patriots <laughs> they powered up you know what i mean like they just they underinflated them balls and came out and just pow 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 pow, pow. 
and they shot the fuck out of that car too like oh yeah a bunch of solid shots just fucked up that car real bad um and then abe pulls out his knife to go see if they uh if the like to stab him or see if those people are shot in the head or whatever right and sasha said grabs him and says leave it and he says just gonna give it a little la- a last little polish and smiles and she says what the hell you got to grin about and he said we won darling and she says there could be more and then they hear the sounds of more cars and he goes screw it uh because maybe those guys weren't alone and then they run off right which you know this is kind of leads back to what abe did when he got out the car and faced those walkers when they were you know when some of the walkers got off course and sasha was like yo you ain't gotta do that and he was just like hey man i'm just doing like you doing i'm crazy like you crazy and she was like yeah i was crazy but i've came back to reality and i don't want to die anymore and when you do that shit like that you want to die right and abe was like oh bitch you tripping you know (laughs) right so uh anyway they don't so they don't go check on that car but then i mean when you see the car it shot the shit like if somebody lived through that then i they must have been fucking suge knight in the car with tupac if they lived through that um so um daryl meantime meanwhile has driven off like into the woods um and gotten away from his attackers but he's slowing he slowed down it looks like he's barely hanging onto the wheel onto the handle of the bike he gets to the woods it just like stop stops pulls the bike up to a stop and just falls off the bike like the by him and the bike both hit the ground for nap because <laughs> he was in that fucking mud yeah he just laid down like he i mean he clearly looked like he was either exhausted or whatever you know that fall must have hurt more than it looked right you know it felt almost like maybe he was supposed to look more injured than he was true with the makeup and stuff because he didn't look too hurt but he was obviously obviously hurt i mean he was laying down on the ground and he was kind of disturbed by the sound of a walker and he looked to his right and there was a walker in a motorcycle helmet that had been burned to like just burned to a crisp there was nothing left of the walker burned to the ground yeah except this melted looking helmet and it's charred skeleton basically you know what um daryl got arthritis and bursitis that's why we couldn't oh, okay see it. it was rain it was gonna rain mm-hmm. so yeah he was, he was <laughs> you know you can't see that so then the credits came on um and daryl you know we come back daryl's walking through walking his bike through the woods which is a pretty arduous task like i never thought yes, about this is. but a motorcycle is pretty fucking cumbersome when it's not on like what well you're just pushing it yourself through the woods trying to keep it from falling like yo that's that's pretty heavy this you know like and he was obviously struggling with it because he's injured as well yeah he's treat and he's injured and he's pushing that shit through the mud so it's not like he was on like regular ground yeah and he was kind of lucky to be honestly to be honest because someone had basically nuked the fucking forest like there was burn walkers everywhere yeah. just burned to a crisp like something exploded yes like it looked like someone had taken um napalm or something and just sprayed down the woods of this virginia place wherever they were at and like so like there were walkers just charred all the floor of the of the woods was dark and black mm-hmm. which makes you wonder um like he's probably lucky that that happened because 
it would have been harder to push that bike through some actual dense forestation yeah but um anyway so he he's uh there with this cumbersome ass bike and he sits it down for a second and then he realizes that he's bleeding and under his jacket he's bleeding pretty bad so he takes his jacket off and i thought for a second like yo did he get shot i thought he got shot and he just didn't realize he got shot but he takes it off and he's he's just bleeding from the road rash i'm assuming mm-hmm. uh and he hears a sound walks towards the sound uh with his crossbow out turns out it's two and this uh first he covers his bike up with some leaves uh and then he looks at her and sees that the sound is coming from two white women um and they go you found us okay here we are we earned what we took and daryl's like you know a man of few words so he didn't even say anything and you could see the one of the girl's eyes dart to behind daryl so he turned around to see what she was looking at and bam a dude knocked him the fuck out um so um now when i first when you first heard her say you found us here we are we earned what we took what did you think she was talking about i didn't have any idea it was like i i immediately thought well Dale's not who you think he is like i don't know who you're looking for but, right but, but because we know daryl we like you got the wrong person mm-hmm. um although the first you know it begs the question well who are they running from right, right that's the next yes so um you know now i'm thinking if you run up on two scared white women in the woods by themselves run it's a trap that's how they catch you in all the movies uh so um daryl is wake coming in and out of consciousness as there's like a fire going and the three people who captured him are sitting down on some logs around a fireplace a fire camp uh, i guess a campfire mm-hmm. and you can i can make out some of the stuff they said the guy said probably a soldier from the outpost probably hates him too and we pick up patty and we're gone and daryl overheard this then he then he woke up to the guy holding the gun and telling him uh basically like look you coming with us and uh we we don't want to hear anything else about it and daryl goes i'm not who you think i and the guy's like shut up i don't want to hear it you know like just flipping out putting a gun at daryl made daryl get up just you know like dude's just going extra ham with it um which you know made me wonder like who are they scared of they won't even let the dude talk right um so they're walking through the woods daryl gets some water he's tied up at this point uh they give daryl some water so he won't pass out they tell us the youngest girl tina that's the only one whose name i remember they tell her like hey drink some water too they're like really you know looking out for her um and the these motherfuckers that kidnapped him are the most talkative kidnappers ever of all time i mean damn dog keep some shit to yourself i mean this supposed to be a man you hate but because you have assumed so much about him you just telling him everything you know the guy's like you feel like you got a kneel fine we don't you know uh which lets you know that what he says got a nil i'm assuming pledge allegiance to someone or something or something right. and that and those people or that person or whoever you know takes care of you or something because they're like we don't want to do that um and then they give this plan and it takes them a while to explain it but basically 
there by some sort of fuel depot they stole one of the fuel trucks they opened up the valve so that the fuel would spill out everywhere drove it into the middle of the woods lit it up with matches lit up the trail with matches ran to a car and the fucking truck exploded killing all the walkers in the woods and like burning everything so that's what he rode up on so that's what he rode up on the aftermath of that. yes yes, okay, the, the, yes all that burned stuff in the woods is an aftermath of this plan they executed mm-hmm. they burned up everything in the woods with the, you know with the fuel from the truck then with that they also it knocked off the the walkers on their car the guy got out and axed all the all walkers in the head um and they were doing that because they thought everybody was gonna be fighting walkers and killing them all and then humanity would come together you know everybody would be fighting them and then everybody would get back together and reclaim our lives but then they found out that everybody wasn't doing this it was just them so i guess they stopped that shit but you know the point being you know that's what they thought they were supposed to be doing you know um and all keep in mind all this without daryl saying a fucking word right um yeah you know and then apparently tina the youngest one with the short haircut uh they said um she was in dc and they went and got her at some point um and the guy goes we were stupid and then daryl goes y'all don't think y'all being stupid right now and it was like what and then the guy with the gun puts his gun in daryl's face for the 18th time (laughs) <laughs> he was the worst and he's like you saying i should kill you because just say the word if you about to pull some bullshit blah 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 and daryl's like look man i ain't say shit and it dude once again cutting daryl off from talking tells daryl shut up and keep walking and puts a gun to his back and forces him to keep walking and, you know and i'm and the only thing that you can gather from all this i'm assuming is just that he, they think daryl's part of some other organization all right um so um they and he go and they got tells daryl daryl that we should have never trusted you people to begin with which also another thing that this is telling me the organization is so big that it's possible for them to think that daryl's part of it because they don't know everybody in it (gasps) okay like it's that many people because if it was like 10 people you know who's in it but if it's like fucking 300 people it's like you don't you know. look like one you yeah, know what you I mean? don't know everybody you probably can't trust everybody right so they're telling you it's a big group whatever it is um so they get to patterson fuel company which is a part which has a parking lot with a fence and stuff and there's zombies walking all around and stuff but they're looking around and they're like she's not here come back okay yep let me refresh you know we don't want them to miss any of this good action yeah so uh they get to this parking lot and they don't see that like they're looking for something and they go she's not here where's patty she's gone no she's gone we gotta get we gotta get on the road fuck it and i'm like who the fuck is patty is she one of the walkers right is she somebody that y'all looking for like who is this woman right um so um and and you know she's gone from the patrick fuel company lot uh so 
right about then there you know the the one that's that tina the one who she starts looking faint and she's like look it's not too late we can go back tell them it was all my fault tell them that i did this you guys don't have to get in trouble and they're like nah we you know we don't need to do that we can stick together we come up with a plan and she start tina the youngest starts to pass out mm-hmm. like she just faints and daryl sees his opportunity grabs his bag uh grabs their, their their bag of supplies and runs off in the woods and the guy shoots at daryl several times doesn't hit him and daryl runs hides behind a tree right because you wouldn't listen to him you didn't give him a chance to explain himself so he's like well fuck you then mm-hmm. and i guess he ran for a while he's tired as fuck throws a bag on the ground once he gets to a safe area tries to take his uh he's trying to take the ropes off but a zombie starts coming um so he starts trying to get his crossbow out of the bag and we fi- finally find out the real disadvantage of having a crossbow apparently it's hard to get out of bags uh yes it is like, it was fumbling around for that crossbow in that bag like when your mom is looking for the last peppermint in church <laughs> everything rattling all right I'm like oh nope that's my keys so he gets it out he does kill the zombie in time uh and then he looks back at the bag and inside the bag the only other item in there is a thermos and on the thermos is a big ass label that says insulin mm-hmm. keep uh cold or something like that so apparently i've been walking around with a thermos of insulin for this girl uh and now we know why that little girl passed out and my first thought was don't go back daryl right fucker they was gonna kidnap you they put a gun to you they tricked you to get you to to get your attention in the first place right they tied you up fuck it let her die it ain't got shit to do with you uh so um when we go to commercial we come back sasha and abe are uh discussing what happened and uh sasha's putting the pieces together she's like there's not enough people for whoever ambushed us to be just sitting out here waiting to ambush folks there's just not enough traffic out here mm-hmm. um and um sasha uh, and sasha's basically like you know um who you know they they must have been looking for somebody i don't think they were following us and abe's like yo they were just looking specifically for somebody to 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 get and we just rolled up through their ambush but they weren't looking for us um and then sasha's like well we still gotta wait for daryl uh because we know daryl's gotta still be out there because since we got split up and abe's like shit daryl probably already back at alexandria he already left us once so why not now basically yeah she said but he came back that 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 a that's very valid Mm -hmm. and b they got split up because motherfuckers was shooting at them it's not like he rolled off just right off right oh i think i froze real quick let me uh refresh myself guys um sorry about that i don't know it's it's switched from me to you it's always normally with the one that kept getting kicked out i know maybe your computer kicking me out i don't know (laughs) i guess it is (laughs) anyway uh so um so then she's like uh he didn't leave us like we gotta we gotta wait for him um and then she's he said well how are we gonna find him she said well the best way to track a find a tracker is to stay put and let him find you 
and we do know that daryl is a supreme tracker they have set that up yeah, uh, he will he will find a needle in the haystack right so and i noticed what she did was she made a footprint in the mud on purpose right so she's like thinking already like we're gonna make it easy for him to find us they go to this town they find like a door to an office she writes dixon on it right um you know so that i guess daryl can recognize his last name which is dixon um and they see a zombie walking off in the distance abe goes to get his knife and she's like leave it you know and he's like uh why basically she's like don't leave any breadcrumbs for you know if people around here notice that hey here's a fresh zombie kill who the fuck has been there right and they'll start looking and hunting and find them right you know um now one thing i have noticed in this episode that's twice that abe has listened to sasha yes now abe isn't very much a headstrong alpha male type of dude he don't really take a lot of people's information into consideration Mm -hmm. as evidenced by when he had that mission for eugene but since he since he doesn't have that mission with eugene and shit anymore do we really know what the fuck abe's up to right he lost his purpose right like so um you know he's been, he's been acting out ever since then with the drinking with the mm-hmm. taking the needless chances killing all the zombies and shit so uh sasha's like don't do that and she seemed more uh, annoyed with abe than anything like damn this nigga press but yeah like we've been through this too many times like you, you you're doing shit that you know better right which is funny though because to me sasha's coming off like when a person just gets saved and then they start <laughs> judging everybody else yeah because like you were the wild one nigga last year you were risking everybody's life chasing down zombies in there the heat and exhaustion oh, when y'all right. had no supplies like laying laying on top of them and shit yeah like you went completely fucking nuts for a long time yes you did sweetie and now you are looking at abe like damn nigga you was wrong with you like he don't know you found jesus last night <laughs> you judging him for having his club clothes on in church nigga you was at the club last night too yes you were oh man i don't so i wasn't feeling this this like i mean a was annoying me as well but coming from sasha it was just like man you, the lips on her to be fucking having some some nerve to have some attitude with him uh they go into this office um and they're searching for to make sure it's safe and stuff abe finds a military man's jacket and a family photo um and uh he's seen that seemed to strike something in him i don't know maybe i know he's former military maybe that's it i don't know um then they uh he walks into a room where sasha's sitting down and a zombie bumps up against some glass a glass door next to him and it seems like it's gonna bite him a little bit but obviously it can't get through the glass and he's like why the fuck did you not kill that zombie and sasha's like it can't get out the glass i checked and then he goes to be like well i'm gonna kill it anyway she's like just leave it and he tries to open up the door and she's like it's locked um basically saying like yo we don't have to break in there to kill that zombie so why even bother right it's a waste of time and energy right uh because she's in this new zen like fucking zen sasha and shit she Mm -hmm. she just knows the way and abe is like you know agitated and like yo man like what the fuck you know like we should kill that um so she basically says uh oh and i noticed on the sign in the room it said 
proud to have provided value i pray for the world keep going stay cheerful the kill the bites kill so i'm assuming that dude got bitten or something and locked himself in there apparently so anyway um i was like basically his last will and testament um so then sasha's like look you can either sleep or you can be the first one on watch uh your choice and he says i'm a i'm a actually go on watch straight through the night um and i might do some shopping as well i'm chilling um and so she tries to go to sleep he goes looking around for supplies and stuff and comes right back and he's she's still awake and he says can't sleep and she gets up and like i said it just felt like he was getting on her nerves the whole episode and she's like what does it look like and he said i just wanted to know if it was a choice like are you choosing to stay awake or can't you not go to sleep and then he said this our new home and he points to the zombie says shall we give him a name <laughs> and then, like a pit right and now she, I, and now sasha's kind of like man you got a lot of fucking attitude nobody asked you to get in that car valid i said i had this you said you wanted to go uh you got yourself into this i was driving the car solo until you chose to come along um and then abe was like i couldn't let you go by yourself you were a loose cannon and he's right yes he is she was acting stupid as fuck on the way to alexander you say you damn it took my arm off yeah yeah she did yeah she did so i'm like you know I'm, yeah because i go uh, i'm thinking about yeah because she got nasty with everybody mm-hmm. she was snapping at michonne she yep. was i think she almost like cut michonne or some shit like mm-hmm. she was just acting a plum fucking fool so um she says i'm in control now and she was talking real calm but it was so calm that it was kind of like when you talk to somebody that's really crazy and they're about to do something even crazier it's like it was that level of calm right well you like uh, yeah you're gonna fuck something up ain't you like you like like where like there's so, like you know they're still crazy because they're completely calm in a situation where they should be angry it was that kind of crazy where he like she's like i'm in control now and he said well i'm in control too she said that's what you call that killing those zombies jumping out of the car uh those zombies you tried to kill uh on the street earlier and he said i did that because i don't like loose ends lose it loose he said because loose ends make my ass itch <laughs> um and said and then he's like and if i am crazy it's because we really ain't had time to decompress from all the shit that's been happening to us valid you know um and she's like yes we have we had so much downtime we had a party back in alexandria and she's right oh, the did. party she cut a fucking fool in and that I, yep he brought it up he said yeah last when i checked you weren't exactly miss congeniality at that motherfucking party that's the one where you flipped on the black woman that had the only supply shea butter in the city in the whole time right you snapped on that lady who's probably not dead yeah i wonder where she's at by the way oh she got killed uh <laughs> so yeah but your they, hair was looking fly and greasy and all though mm-hmm should have listened sasha they both kind of felt like hypocrites to me right here by the way like they both were they both had violated their own rules abe wasn't really in control and she wasn't really and there was really no excuse for abe not having dealt with his issues yet and sasha had recently just dealt with her shit so who the fuck was she to talk true she made an analogy about skydiving though which i thought was pretty cool she basically said 
abe is attacking these zombies and shit because once you're in that situation it's kill or be killed you have no choice and because you have no choice your choices carry no responsibility there's no burden of leadership or any of that shit um but when you have a roof over your head and three meals and family and friends and all this shit all those decisions actually do have consequence and people can start evaluating whether or not you're a good leader by the decisions that you made uh, and she says and honestly even in the middle of uh whenever thing everything's hit, when shit's hitting the fan it's still that way but it just doesn't seem that way because everything's going crazy around you but she's like you're always responsible for the decisions you make correct and a i think kind of took offense to her him to her calling him out because i think that's exactly what his problem is that now that he doesn't have a mission or something to blame his behavior and decisions on right he don't want to stand behind any of those decisions either uh which is why he's not the leader and rick is in my opinion oh yeah so um she said so she said stay and watch or sleep and he says the former straight through the night and he was angry and that she called him on that bullshit and i thought man this is a it's a pretty intense fight <laughs> you know what i mean like they didn't hit each other or nothing but they clearly were getting on each other's last fucking nerve and the car a, a long car trip will do that to you yes it will you will find out if you really love someone if you really can put up with them by sitting in their car with them for a very 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 long extensive amount of time because a lot of friendships and relationships have been destroyed from people spending extensive periods of time in a vehicle together yep so um daryl being too good of a person brings the goddamn insulin back to these hillbillies oh yeah i know he would yeah he he got a good heart i knew he was gonna do that and he rolls up on him tells dude to put the gun down because he's got the crossbow already on him and he's basically like what y'all got on you uh and they're like you gonna rob us man he's like look i'm trying to give you this insulin back but i need something from you too uh, he didn't even want it to anything that he could use necessarily he just wanted something so that he could say he got something in return because he was trying to like morally equate this out like mm-hmm. that he was doing something so fucking nice that was so goddamn stupid but i guess he figured if he got something for it, he wouldn't feel so bad so he basically got a wooden carving that the guy had been whittling he got that from him mm-hmm. he's basically like all right i'll take this he's the principal of the thing and he gave him the insulin uh for the girl um and um he was about to leave and they heard a bunch of trees snapping and a truck was driving through the woods towards them Mm -hmm. and a guy got out the truck you could not see his face just his body from the leg face like from the chest down and his name apparently was wade and he said let's end this and the girl uh that's with uh the the oldest girl of the group goes it's ours we earned what we took and i'm like damn do you start every conversation with that right that's what you told daryl that's what you told these people but i think she's telling it to the right people this time yeah 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 and it's probably a good thing that sasha and abraham left because i bet you that that crew that rolled up on there was that same crew that's getting rolled up on that other location yeah there's a lot of people yeah i mean it was like vehicles 
uh so he says you're gonna return what you took you're gonna pay for the gas it took to come out here and all these men time all these the time these men took out and the guy goes uh i mean and then i'm sorry then the girl goes your rules are batshit and then the guy goes we're not going back way we're done kneeling and then the way he goes don't change the subject asshole uh and daryl is hiding kind of behind all this looking at it but he it seemed to me that daryl could have easily gotten away on his own at this point yes he yes if he opted to he really could have because he was at a vantage um advantage point because where he was he was looking around mm-hmm. and he could see them basically getting surrounded or what side because like you like we said before he is a hunter you know so he pays attention to surroundings and what's around him and shit like that so it was just one of those things where they were going to close in and find them yeah so daryl sees what's going on and he sees that there's like backup around this guy and that there's nowhere for these people to run Mm-mm. so daryl runs out of the, out of his hiding spot over to the three hillbillies and he's like run this way not because they were running right to the bad guys by the way right and he said run this way not that way they go hide behind like a little area of brush and uh there's some people the people are tracking them looking for them and yelling out stuff daryl sees a zombie that is stuck to a rock and he draws attention of one of the men who are out there looking for them and um the guy not paying attention walks right back past the zombie on the rock and gets bit by a zombie that can't even fucking move because it's stuck at a rock which i like to call pulling in alexandria yeah yeah it was <laughs> yeah he did but the the thing is it was like it was stuck to the rock it couldn't move but it's one of those things where he probably just walking and like i said you're in the fucking forest you know zombies around but yeah that was that was really dumb but that's that zombie uh and i got a piece of him and the little diabetes girl needed help everywhere she was like getting an insulin shot while they in the woods during this chase like i don't even know how diabetes works but apparently you just take an insulin shot and it's like spinach for popeye i don't know but <laughs> it depends on how severe it is yeah she like every time she gets a little winded she needs some diabetes shots um so she's laying there um and the guy gets bit on the arm and he's like i got bit wade i got bit and so wade comes over the guy lays his arm down on the rock and wade cuts his arm off cuts the bottom part of his arm off uh, he was like do it and uh then they say basically like all right look guys we're gonna go back this has cost us too much and plus the big guy only likes ass that's willing so apparently they do have a leader they were there to get those girls for him at some point mm-hmm. um and i guess he has sex with the women uh but he also um he doesn't rape the women quote unquote he just he wants women that want to sleep with him um so maybe that's what he wanted out of those two women that were with the guy either way um it was costing too much money money and manpower so they were like let's get the fuck out of here yeah oh when i thought he said that i thought he meant people that were willing to go out like out on missions ass that's willing oh ass that's willing oh yeah he only wants ass that's willing is what he said um 
so yeah uh yeah i had i watched that on the closed caption okay big yeah because i thought he meant like the, the dude dudes that he yeah. like, i had chopped this dude arm off like you know he come back with a arm chopped off you gonna scare folks nah uh, but no, yeah, as, well, yeah yeah once as, you said that it yeah. made more sense um so yeah he says uh so finally the guy who's in the hillbilly group turns around and says i thought you were with them we knocked you over the head tie you up threaten you to kill you why the hell did you come back and he says daryl goes well maybe i'm stupid too yes you are sir. i'm like ain't no maybe about it homie ain't no maybe about it this was dumb as fuck Mm-hmm. needless rest right um uh yada 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 back with abe and sasha abe gets a rocket launcher by climbing on like a this really uh perilous looking fence that where walker is a military dressed walker with a grenade launcher on his back a rpg launcher i mean a rocket propelled grenade launcher is like sitting like impaled on this fence hanging over a ledge with this rpg on his back mm-hmm. and abe wants that rpg he looks in the truck he sees there's other missiles rockets in there he sees that um there's cigars in there and he goes up to try to like get the pack off of the walker to get the rpg thing but he can't without almost getting bitten and he tries and he's getting frustrated and he's almost getting bitten over and over and then he finally just yells in the walker's face like ah like that and he gives up he goes back and he smokes a cigar and then the fucking walker shakes himself loose and falls off of the damn platform leaving the rpg behind for abe to take i thought he was uh we're gonna fall with that on him and it's gonna explode yeah that would have been hilarious um <laughs> right and and then such was like nigga didn't i tell you quit fucking being dumb yeah and now he had set his gun down too before he went over there i thought maybe someone's gonna come up behind him grab his gun i don't know either that, way that's true too yeah. and and back to uh the scene before with daryl and them the way he cut his arms and things off the reason why i said i thought uh what he said about willing uh people mm-hmm. was because that looked like that's some shit they do all the time like if people get bit they just chop shit off and keep it going well the thing is he told him to walk it off even right the the thing that scene lets you know is that this this group is experienced they even yeah. know that they, they even know that you can uh cut someone's uh where they got bit you can cut their appendage off and if you get to it in time they'll live so like right. this is a group that has gone through some things right i mean even with rick's group when um tyrese got bit and remember they tried to get him to the they didn't get to him in time and he ended up dying right right he suffered for a hot minute yeah so like it's you know like but they knew what to try to do mm-hmm. anyway so um abe uh yeah abe gets the rocket launcher comes back to the office with the a with the um with the rocket launcher uh you know because it was basically like a sign that sasha was right get that get to that zen like state you don't need to be pressed about everything and uh shit'll work out and right. he got that you'll be more peaceful because i think excuse me some of that may have been that ptsd was was, was was tripping in on him too mm-hmm. um and i think also this was the last sign that he needed to know that he needed to start dating black women because <laughs> he basically <laughs> walked into 
the office that they're held up in with uh, the rpg and all the all the ammunition for it and you know she's like what the fuck like where you get that and he's like yeah uh basically i was being stupid and i got this mm-hmm. i think he even said some grade a butt steak idiocy um ah, i love his words uh is how he got that rocket launcher uh by yelling at that thing in his face and like he had a goddamn death wish right um which i think he did yeah uh yeah i think a lot of this has been about that and he basically told her just that like look on some real shit uh we've been in alexandria and i looked at how great that life was and shit but all i kept thinking was we gonna die anyway so what's the fucking point so i guess i just been taking needless chances and risking my life because i just didn't give a fuck about the future uh but i now realize how stupid that was he said i've been kind of living check to check on that point mm-hmm. uh and he says i like the way you call bullshit sasha i believe i like to get to know you a whole lot better and she says first of all she laughed shook her head with her arms folded and then she said what makes you think i want that and he said a man can tell <laughs> and the way she looked at him she like she kind of looked at him like look at the balls on you what what do you think how how did you think she looked at him i guess yeah yeah she she looked at him like uh, because put like this not that you could tell but she been watching him like they literally have been watching each other they've had scenes where they've been kind of afar off like when he got drunk sitting on the porch she walked by looked at him he I think he gave her like a thumbs up or some shit like that. So, you know, they've been having like these many, many scenes and the background has been really quick. So they've had their eyes on each other. And I think, uh, he has just noticed how she looks at him because it's one of the things where he's like, you're not looking at me as in, I won't say as an equal, but you're not looking at me in a, uh, I guess non-friendly way you know what i'm saying you know how you go and you, you yeah we, we we're just friends platonic right so it's one of those things where he's like she looking at me a tidbit harder you know than that you know because if he was i guess See, i never picked up on any of that if you would have told me like i was genuinely surprised that he would try to holler at her and genuinely surprised that she didn't just shoot him down right away oh now i i was surprised he hollered at her don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but like i said I, i've been paying attention to like the scenes that they've been, oh, I've been paying attention too playing just, in the background but did you i guess i've been paying attention too and i guess in hindsight you can kind of see where they tried to start the seeds but mm-hmm. i feel like this is a surprise like yeah it no, very much surprised me even knowing those scenes i'm still kind of like i didn't think it would take that leap right and and he did and he did it just like girl i know yeah and it's about time that uh somebody else realized how fine sasha was since bob i know you know since they had that barbecue right and and the thing is abe don't know sasha you know as well because abe and them showed up later right Um, right that's right but uh like i don't even know if abe got to know bob like that nope so uh and then the other thing is and sasha makes a great point and brings it up she says well you got some stuff to take care of meaning nigga ain't you dating rosita mm-hmm. at least she think y'all dating right 
you, now you, you, you fucking hug got eugene watching so come on right now i would assume that you're not taking it too serious anybody that anybody that you let eugene watch you fuck can't be a serious lover <laughs> no they can't you know what i mean like if you if you see eugene watching and you go fuck it let him watch then that person doesn't mean that much to you Mm-mm. uh so yeah um but i'm like rosita's fine ass about to get some bad news in alexandria too although it did look like maybe she was flirting a little bit with spencer last week right. but you know what, and i can't really say i wasn't a hundred percent sure and i think for me the thing about rosita and abe mm-hmm. i think their relationship they got together because it was like hey it's just us i don't really think that they started fucking because they really not maybe i might be wrong like liked each other and shit like that because i still think that abe um is dealing with uh you know all the ptsd the loss of his wife the loss of a child like that like that shit truly affects him and i think that it was one of those things where it was like hey it's pussy here yeah i think maybe she liked him and he protected her but it never felt like uh they were in love nope it didn't it de- like there were a few gentle moments between them but not very many Mm-mm. i think the one with the spaghettios can or whatever that shit was mm-hmm. spaghetti rings but i can't think of very many moments where she's really where he's treated her with true kindness and love and where he and not not that she would be against that but it just seems like he hasn't really allowed her into his life that way true true yeah i I think this might be a almost like a one-sided relationship Mm -hmm. uh but sasha was smiling so we'll see um basically uh the last scene with daryl and uh the, the hillbillies um they are walking through the woods and they're explaining to them how this place they were at works where people give up everything as long as they get safety and yes karen we skipped over scene didn't we what scene did where the girl died no this is when it happens oh karen how many weeks ago You just, you just don't even just don't trust me to do, do my job i do my I watch best the show. i watch the show twice i live tweet it twice i keep the notes fresh so that when we do this nothing gets skipped over <laughs> we just like oh no spoil. this is spoiler for the people all the people all the people that listen to us that don't watch the show spoiler somebody oh, oh my die. bad oh, sorry you've been doing it all show um so um apparently uh the they're walking through the woods the hillbillies and daryl and they roll up on some zombies but they're this is as they're explaining how whatever thing they thought daryl was a part of how that crew works and basically they trade their safety for the promise of safety uh for everything like someone keeps them safe whoever the person is in charge keeps them safe and then anything else like everything else is up for grabs we already seen that sex is obviously one of those things Mm -hmm. if those men were out there um patrolling then i'm assuming those men also their services cost something Mm -hmm. so um they so daryl basically goes hey nobody's safe anymore you can't promise people that anyhow and the guy says you can promise the people that want to hear it which is a good point it's valid and that's the people in alexandria yeah exactly they always want to be told they can be safe and they would give up anything 
uh you know i could definitely see that happening to the people of alexandria mm-hmm. uh and then tina the diabetic uh sees uh two corpses two zombies basically in, encased in what looks like glass and plastic or something what i think happened is there was a greenhouse and these people were inside that greenhouse when the truck that they blew up exploded mm-hmm. it killed them and encased them in melting glass which gave us some of the coolest walkers like they look like still like they look like when you buy a toy and it's in the plastic they dig so they like gi joes in the plastic right laying on the ground in like case the co- uh, collector's edition where like yeah. don't open the plastic it loses right. value right so they were laying there and um tina is like carla and deli and the older girl was like yeah we raised them when they were kids we used to watch them i had no idea they were out here we heard they had ran away um and they you know basically we killed them and then the guy who's in the hillbillies he's like i did this and then the older girl's like no we did this and then tina goes over to put some flowers on i guess next to the zombie looking like the the encased glass people and uh yeah she forgot it was a zombie apocalypse they are zombies oh yes so they break the glass she gets up to run away falls down and they both start eating her sweet diabetic blood mm-hmm. all the sugars oh that sweet sugar uh and they you know they were both eating on the side of her neck and one of the zombies was like mm, this got some insulin in it and um then daryl kills both of the zombies is this sugar free mm-hmm. uh daryl kills both of the zombies uh the older girl comes over and she's like i'm so sorry baby we had to try we had to try and now they've lost their friend they go dig the graves for her, to dig a grave for her daryl starts asking them the questions that rick asked everybody before they can join the crew mm-hmm. you know how many people are you kill how many zombies are you kill come to find out the guy hasn't killed any humans he has killed some zombies he hasn't killed any humans because once you do that he says there's no going back um daryl's like look i know a place where it's like it used to be i could take y'all there if y'all want to come and the guy's like you know well i think he looks over at the older girl who's still sobbing that tina's dead and he's like yeah we do want to come and daryl has gone into recruiting mode out of pity i'm, I'm assuming because right. it's not like these motherfuckers are particularly crafty i mean other than the the gas tank explosion i mean they really have not proven to be very skilled um and so daryl's like well then follow me and we'll meet up with my people and it's like how do you know your people still alive he's like trust me they're alive it was like well how you know they ain't just leave you he's like they didn't leave and they, and then basically they the couple sherry look and the guy pulls out the gun that daryl gave him back mm-hmm. when wade was after them and they jack daryl jack him for his motorcycle and his crossbow and i was like that and his walkie-talkie i was like that's gonna be a mistake yeah daryl said i guess i'm stupid too because his dumb ass got played by these fucking yokes um so um buddy said um he had never killed but he sure enough fired a warning shot close to daryl's head to make daryl give him his shit then they got on the bike and took his crossbow the girl threw some bandages at him on the ground and said pat yourself up kind of like when you throw a towel at a 
prostitute then say clean yourself up like he's like she said pat yourself up and then she said sorry and then daryl goes gonna be and then they drive off with his shit and daryl's only thing daryl's got is his knife and that wooden figure that dude whittled mm-hmm. i was like ooh, ooh y'all i was like if y'all ever cross daryl's path again he's going to kill y'all fuckers i just kept thinking like mm, definitely gonna see that couple again somewhere right and they're gonna fuck them up yeah well i don't know if that was gonna fuck them up or not it could just be y'all gonna be sorry y'all didn't come back with me who knows uh you know uh, what i mean up, up, up. yep 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 who knows he, yep. I, and, he, and he, you're he, gonna continue on but if they would have came back it, it'll solve some problems but go ahead yeah who knows what he meant but i think he just meant y'all fucked up right. um then of course daryl goes through the woods he's a great tracker he actually finds a truck Mm-hmm. and it's one of the fuel trucks and the license plate says patty 002 that's the patty they were looking for now see this is the yeah see that's the thing i'm assuming they blew up patty 001 uh, yeah I'm and a- then patty 002 was this truck i don't know maybe there were more trucks but I, I, he I, found a patty if it's not the exact patty now if it was here's the question though if it's the patty they're talking about what the fuck was it doing in the woods and why did it have a zombie driver who took the truck i i did baby this is just me when they remember when they were sitting out there looking across and they seen all those zombies walking and it was like shit patty's gone somebody may have found it somebody may have followed them or something maybe maybe they may have been more than one patty from the beginning where they took one patty blew it up and was probably going back for the second truck mm-hmm. somebody else found the truck and end up crashing or something like that. This is my, this is my, what I think might happen and why it was like a zombie in the truck because it was either somebody they were supposed to get up with that was driving this truck that they couldn't find. You know, because they, well, looked, why would they be dead? It was a zombie in the driver's seat of the truck. Yes. So what happened to that person that they were just in the woods with the truck covered dead? I don't know i mean maybe something else happened but I just, right right maybe i, I have no idea why that happened like the truck got out if it's the same patty the truck got right, out if it's the same patty right they might if, actually been talking yeah about maybe person. there's 12 patty trucks i don't know right you know but it just and, for me i was just like is why is that truck there and why is there like, a driver there like it's obviously they didn't stash that truck there themselves a person must not have stashed it if there's a fucking zombie in the seat unless they put a zombie in that seat or i don't anyway i don't know right, right. Daryl found it as a distraction or whatever and then it didn't it, seem like it was right. no it, i think that person even had on a suit for the 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 truck place right. so i i don't okay, know okay right true and it may have been something where um like i say i think there were multiple trucks quote unquote called patty and i think that this may have been a driver that died yeah Drive, maybe yeah I, truck, right. yeah I don't know that this is the same patty is my is what i'm saying right there may it been, might be a fleet of patty trucks right but the but the patty they was looking for i think was a vehicle i don't think oh it was yeah no, that's definitely okay that's definitely i agree but i was just saying i have no idea if this was that patty truck that they wanted or just one of the patties yeah it's anyway daryl found daryl found a patty yeah he found he a did. Truck. and i when he seen i was like yeah they fucked up uh so he found that truck um now i don't know oh and then daryl arrives to where sasha and abe are and they're looking out the window abe came his pressed ass in there in a fucking jacket suit jacket 
that he stole off that dead man that was in the army mm-hmm. and he was trying to impress sasha who was looking like this bama and then <laughs> they uh which i don't even understand anyway then they uh they they arrives behind the truck they come outside hop in the truck they drive off and as they're driving off Daryl hops on the walkie-talkie to see if he can contact Rick, and he doesn't get an answer from Rick, but he does get an answer from just a random man who says help. And that's the end. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are speculating that that help could be Glenn. I don't think it was. Uh, I don't think, I think maybe it could be that dude who stole the walkie-talkie from Daryl. Right, right, because that, right. Or, or somebody that, 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 that picked up on their frequency yeah no idea i have no idea at first i thought it was glenn for sure but i went back and listened it didn't sound like glenn i don't think it was a lot of people are going it's definitely not glenn because the talking dead or something i read said it's not glenn yeah that's bullshit the talking dead has lied many times before come on now and the showrunners have lied to keep people off the set so i don't know that that's the reason why i wouldn't be shocked if it was glenn i won't be shocked if it's not i'll put it that way all right but my assumption right now is no okay cool um uh we had a couple emails uh this week turk writes in hi guys is the shows is the show's fan base wearing you out as much as they're wearing me out i think the uproar about holding the previews for next week's episode until the first break of badlands is justified because it was done for a reason that did not benefit the walking dead yeah i don't think that's a problem i think that's not justified because one bad lines is a great fucking show mm-hmm. two you are already gonna do that with um uh talking dead except talking dead makes you even wait like longer than that shit like yeah, you gotta wait another extra end, hour yeah the end of the episode is when they show the clip of the next show and then they show the actual like preview, preview. for the next mm-hmm. i mean you had to wait like 10 minutes i, I don't know and the badlands are so good i don't know how anybody could be great show if anybody's complaining about that i don't i'm not listening also teasing us about glenn is not cool either well i tried to tell y'all um i think a lot of what's going on with that fan base right now is that people are saying the show has changed or the show isn't good or the show isn't doing all the stuff that they wanted to do nah nope nope that's not it show ain't changed ain't nothing changed about the show it's the same show it's always been the problem with the show is that y'all have never been teased like this before where they're openly flagrantly putting it in your face and each week they don't answer about glenn's fate is making people good matter Mm -hmm. it's a slow burn it i I saw it when it started happening i said when it started i said they're not gonna answer this shit right away Mm-mm. and in a month from now people are gonna be fucking livid like it at first it was <coughs> well we'll see you next week but now every week more and more i'm seeing people cuban being anything that's happening during the show and all they tweet about is what is whether glenn's alive or not right missing everything else is happening Does, they don't care about any other characters mm-hmm. they don't care about any of the plot lines they just want to nope. know if that dude is alive or not and it's fucking with them and they can't sit back and appreciate anything that's happening since glenn has gotten that situation you had the morgan episode you had the back at alexandra episode now you had this episode none of them answering the question or even giving hints to whether he's alive or dead right they know what they're doing and that's why people are getting pissed and i and they're taking it out on the show but that's because i don't think they're as um 
they're not evaluating themselves as as much as they could they're they're thinking like oh it's this show why did this show change like no the mm-hmm. show didn't change they've done yep. this shit with sophia right they've done this shit right. uh they've done this shit before oh, but right. they've never fucked with you with it they've always just kind of been like well that's not the story right now we're gonna tell it at our own pace this is the first time where they're like nana nana boo boo we know the fate and you don't uh-huh. and people are flipping the fuck out um other than those two issues i see too many unnecessary complaints or dumb comments online well like i said i think that's where it's coming from because you're getting a lot of like well this is stupid these people are stupid everybody it's like well they're all fucking stupid because they're all gonna die the show's not good if everybody's smart you're gonna have some stupid people getting killed for no reason right that's that's a part of uh, of the thing in reality most of us would probably die too yeah i mean i don't yeah forget about that part i just think in general the show as a narrative can't function without some a bunch of stupid decisions or it's just not a the show's not good if you don't take risk or make stupid decisions at some point right all about this all safe show you wouldn't watch that either come on guys yeah we need the people to die but when you mad about glenn right you don't give a fuck about nothing else they're talking about all of a sudden that stupid shit is infuriating uh that's why i'm so grateful for the work you guys do i can always count on the funny and insightful analysis of the show i wonder what it's going to take for daryl to stop helping people the universe was giving him every sign that he was in danger and needed to flee but he chose to ignore the obvious he deserved to get his shit taken factor so stupidly yeah man if they would have killed daryl this episode look i couldn't say he, he didn't have it coming i'm glad he's alive because i like that character but let's be honest motherfucker should have died this week he took some chances for no reason at all sasha might need to tell him about himself since he won't listen to rick well now that he ain't got no bike and no crossbow maybe his ass will fucking be listening i know (laughs) sasha fix my life (laughs) yeah now that he ain't got no no bike and no crossbow he gonna come back and rick gonna just be like told you all right then none of that uh daryl type of shit he'd fuck around and make his own crossbow yeah okay i don't know how hard that is to do or not i just look this nigga need this crossbow back i don't know how he gonna get a new one. Oh, he gonna cross them again and get that crossbow back mm-hmm. uh speaking of sasha i respect abraham for coming at her correctly he said he liked her personality which i appreciate because i feel like sasha is the show's most underappreciated character uh i mean she went crazy and i don't know that he liked her personality say he liked that she called him on his bullshit uh but i know he'd be noticing she fine also he didn't just want to sex her up oh he didn't okay he acknowledged that he ah. that he could have a real life now feel she's special enough to share his world that's true it hopes i hope more dudes preferably young and attractive types will give sasha and michonne some play i want some diversity in the sex scenes peace turk yeah man um i like like i said i don't think it'll happen or we'll see if it happens yeah we'll see but one of the things no i'm not talking about i'm about to say something else one of the things that i really like about the comic is that michonne dates black men yeah i really like that about the comic yeah she does i don't know if we're gonna get that from the show and i know everybody was super duper trying to ship rick and michonne last season and stuff um which i i'm not on board with and haven't been for a very long time but it would be cool to see you know a black on black relationship in in this in this story you know um so uh, so anyway but good for sasha and a we'll see what happens 
the walking dead feedback from eve high rod and karen another enjoyable episode looks like abraham is down with the swirl but i don't think sasha is down for abe's ain't shit ways she sees he's a fuck boy i mean come on what happened between him and rosita well she did tell him to hand, he, he needed to handle that she didn't say she wasn't down she just ain't down for being no side chick right i think daryl was doing his best to be a good guy but i think that double cross needed to happen because although he's not adverse to killing he was starting to get a little soft i think he was really starting to like alexandria and resenting the fact that rick was still in survival mode while i think daryl was just plain tired i think he needed this reminder that you can't trust everyone with this happening and with this happening he will hopefully snap out of the funk he has been in lately i don't think those two who jacked him will survive very long because there's always so much meaning and foreshadowing in this show so when daryl said they'll be sorry i do believe they will be yep on another note i'm really enjoying the hell out of this season and honestly spoilers have never really bothered me i haven't read every graphic novel in the walking dead series but i'm pretty well versed in what happened in this that being said i'm getting so goddamn tired of the comic book know-it-all who simply can't help themselves when they tell us what's supposed to happen based on the comic like no one else has read them yeah i've read the comics and um i'm treating the show as separate from the comics yeah it's a separate universe you know because they've done so much stuff that is different yes they have i think they're hitting some of the major arcs but i think people get a lot very spoilery with it and i you know and actually i see your next comment is about to mention a huge spoiler so i'm not gonna read the rest of this um but yeah i try to keep that off of the podcast as well like people write in and they try to tell us spoilery shit and i'm like stop you know what i mean like just stop i'm it's gonna be okay i don't need to know everything and if this is the kind of show where we talked about that kind of stuff i would just do it you see what i'm saying i've read Mm -hmm. the comments guys i'm actually all the way up to date most of the people that review this show are way behind on the comics or they stop reading so it won't fuck up the show i'm a little behind but yeah i'm all the way up to date like episode 148 or whatever we're on i'm i'm at that 138 i'm i'm there so i do know what's gonna happen in the comics but i know i treat them separately because all that shit doesn't always happen no it doesn't a lot of names and characters change i've mentioned this before but and andrea is alive in the book so when people start writing these these spoilers about who's gonna get killed by who and when's gonna who's gonna pop up where and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about Mm -mm. even even if you had the casting news you don't necessarily know what's gonna happen that character might show up and then kill somebody else you never know uh, yeah you just don't know the characters aren't the same people anymore uh the show is straight from many of the major plot points in the comics if i stayed true if it stayed true to the graphic novels there would be a handful of characters who would still be alive on the show not to mention the characters who aren't even in the comic right right there's a lot of them so please for the love of black jesus can we all just agree that whatever happens is going to be fun to watch because despite the way writers are handling this glenn situation they usually come through with compelling storylines eve we'll mm-hmm. see man i'm 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 not really debating people who you know oh, if no. they don't like it or they are not having a good time watching it that's totally on them i I I think we're at this point where it's very weird that people shit on the show every week and continue to watch it Mm -hmm. like either they're full of shit or or they just enjoy shitting on the show i don't know which it is but you know uh 
shows i don't enjoy i just stop watching or i, I stop talking about them right because it's too much good television to watch shit and be angry but there'll be people on on twitter arguing with each other after each episode and i'm like what's wrong with y'all like you're not gonna make somebody like or dislike the show based on on how you feel about it it's just not gonna happen i've never seen one of those discussions where people came away and went you know what you changed my mind i actually did enjoy that show or i actually didn't enjoy that show so stop being mean to each other over it it's really it's really a waste Mm -hmm. um all right let's uh get to uh some segments karen we got time um let's do uh let's do fucking with black people just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game that we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game where we rate how much we feel fucked with by articles that we read as black people from zero to 100 intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody all right let's see let's see study shows blacks get the least amount of responses on dating sites i believe that according to online dating site the online dating site quartz many single people still strongly hold to their racial and ethnic preferences when dating online of course the graphic shows that what percentage of a person responded to a yes based on the gender ethnicity of both parties the data are only for opposite sex pairs of people unsurprisingly most yeses go unanswered but there are patterns for example asian women responded to white men who yesed them 7.8 percent of the time more often than than they responded to any other race on the other hand white men responded to black women 8.5 percent of the time less often for white latino and asian women in general men responded to women about three times as often as women responded to men unfortunately the data reveals winners and losers all men except asians preferred asian women while all except black women preferred white men and both black men and black women got the lowest response rates for their respective genders this is all news i feel like i knew but still sad all right uh most surprising stat is that among men all racial groups prefer another race over their own what do you think of the dating poll uh well i think it's some bullshit man i mean it's literally fucking black people you know but uh yeah it seems like the lowest response rates uh black women get the lowest response rates from every single racial group including black men mm-hmm. um and then when it comes to women uh who want men the lowest response rate from black women is white men so black women respond to white men the least um meanwhile asian women respond to black men the least latino women respond to black men the least and white women respond to black men the least so the only black the only black the only group of people that really want black men black women come on now <laughs> but yet you go on twitter and you just would think that it's the opposite you surely would and and you know people are interracial relationships but a lot of times it's it's a low percentage of people that actually do that compared to the overall population the highest response rates black women respond to black men the most 9.3 percent which is tops everybody in every category okay of course 
um for women responding to men and then asian latino and white women respond to white men the most um wow and you know what i think some about in chat room and i agree i think that this is starting to change somewhat and a lot of the quote-unquote law jokes a lot of the loyalty that's kind of ingrained in black women all jokes aside like men are taught that you can go fuck anything you want to when it comes to especially in the black community black women you're like hey you gotta love a black man and when you branch outside of that a lot of people look down on women this be like you know what i want to look outside of this pool i don't think there's anything wrong with that but there are a lot of people in the community that looks at the woman like there's something wrong with the woman when men can do it all the time and that man is not looked viewed the same yeah there are some people that judge him for, for for dating somebody outside of the race but overall that woman would get looked at will get looked down upon more for quote-unquote stepping outside of the race than a man will so a lot of women has kind of been ingrained in them and i can speak for me personally i've never been approached by a white man like no no nobody else outside of my race has even approached me so i don't even know how i would technically respond to that but and a lot of times too uh when it comes to it a lot of well i can't speak for everybody but some black women when they get approached by people outside of their race for a lot of women they look like hey are you interested in me because you're interested in me or are you interested in me because it's a fad to fuck black women just to check me off your goddamn list there is a difference because i'm not a novelty i'm a person so a lot of times for a lot of black women they got to be sure that, that that you're there for the right reasons and i'm not just a fuck that you can check off your list to, to, to quote unquote turn around and say you're not racist now that's real too when you look at it and it happens to men too but for women for some reason they have to kind of look at it a little differently um when it comes to this and i think that a lot of black men take for granted that what the black women overall regardless of if they date in or in the race or outside of the race love black men unconditionally but it's not given to them in return to the same extent yeah uh i would also say that uh you know being a black man some of the conversations that i'm part of some of the conversations i overhear yeah it's disheartening as fuck like um i don't know what the statistics would say i think we would need like a over the year view of black women um and their you know response rate to black men or something like it couldn't just be one study one survey it needs to be taken over years so we can see if that is a trend and if there is and by the way i hate the term loyal right because because you don't owe anybody your you don't owe anybody a relationship right right? but for the i would just say that response rate i would like to see if the response rate has changed like i think it has uh, well i would like to see it in i like to see it statistically proven to see what percentage it is because i'm i'm willing to bet that it's still higher than everybody else's because i agree i agree I, I, i you know and i do think it's a bit of um it's a bit of a myth that and i and i want to push back on this because i i think it's important it's a bit of a myth that black people don't marry each other we still marry each other at a very high rate yes we do statistically like that's not just me saying it because i feel this way i i don't feel like looking it up at the moment but we've had the show on here where we actually looked up the statistics where people say outlandish things about us not marrying each other but we marry intra-racially, intra-racially all the time. 
that being said i don't think anybody owes their sex drive or whatever to anybody's mm. particular race and stuff nope but some of the things i've heard black men say about other women that aren't black it's disgusting because the fetishization right of these women is is it dehumanizes everybody involved it mm-hmm. de- dehumanizes these women not just black women for all the negative things that you're heaping upon them it dehumanizes these other women as these weird archetypes of just like when well, get you a white woman you can tell her anything or you know when you know i need to get me a white woman because she's gonna be in the gym or something just like really hurtful fucked up things that um these men think about women that they don't think about themselves or they don't think about other people not to mention how many of these relationships happen because of the fetishization of black men where black men will accept being sexually coveted as the same as being loved right you know there's a difference between this person loves me for the person i am and no this person just wants a little mulatto baby that's different like you can't like and you can't like i mean you can do anything you want you're a human being but you can't really accept those is the same thing in my opinion and a lot of times why a lot of superficial relationships fall apart mm-hmm. because it's like oh no i just wanted to be with a black person it just like i just didn't care like i just know a girl who was obsessed with having a baby that was like inter- interracial like that was her thing she was like oh those babies are so cute i just want one blah blah blah, blah, blah. and it's like yeah so like are like are what does that really say though like are you finding these guys and you're in love with guys or you meet or are you just like plotting on having this baby one day like it's a very hard like it's a very fine line you know right and and to me uh back to what you were saying before when people have these myths and these stereotypes about these women we're all the same y'all you know black women get an attitude quote unquote white women get an attitude asian women you know i don't know why people think that uh a one genre of uh, a group of women is quote unquote better than another when at the end of the day the same problems that you run into with the black woman you're gonna run into with a white woman like you're gonna run into some problems across the board because we're human beings well you might run into some different problems you might that's true i mean because because there's certain experiences that i think black people would like to opt out of sometimes so you are going to run into some problems. I think a lot of this shit is people running away from race and racism and, and the impact and effects it has on their lives. And, you know, and I, the next thing we talk about, I'll bring it up, but you know, I think there are, there is a certain amount of flight from oppression that is people are doing with their dicks and their vaginas. Like, mm-hmm. where's this idea of like, well, if I get with this kind of person, I'm going to have a better life, you know, <laughs> but I think one of the things that can't be duplicated is the camaraderie that you get from shared experiences i can't imagine going through my life with somebody that doesn't understand some of this stuff that i go through without me having to come in and explain it every goddamn day now some people choose to spend their life however they want to but i think the fetishization of any racial shit in dating is is always kind of a negative like is you know what i mean like because mm-hmm. everybody's a person and an individual but when you right. just throw out this like well white guys are this well black girls are this well black guys are that well white girls are this well asian women do that it's just such a like regressive mind state and it's you know just the discussion in general on a serious level is always disheartening if it's if you're joking about stereotype or something i mean you know whatever i don't care about that but i've heard i've had too many conversations with guys seriously will say something and you're just like 
i can't believe that just came out of your mouth that's so fucked up right and, and when i say issues across the board yeah there are some issues that are going to be unique per group but there are some things that just across the board because we're human beings no i know like you can still get in an argument with a white woman blah blah, right. blah i get it i'm not saying that i'm just mean like some shit does matter like yes it does if if our son go if i have a child and our child is black presenting to the world and he goes to school and he has an issue where a teacher puts him in time out or, or puts him in detention for something that really should just be like a smack on the wrist or whatever i feel like karen as a black woman walks into that with one mindset like i understand these issues and how things can happen to our kids oh yeah and to black people what whereas not necessarily every white person even understands that but for a 100 percent sure they haven't experienced it like they may like even they may understand it they may not but what they haven't done is actually experience that they can never experience it they can never relate to the anger to the humiliation to the frustration Mm -hmm. on that level because it just is not something that's in their purview it doesn't mean you can't have a relationship with that person it just means you need a really open-minded person uh that's willing to talk about and understand those things and the kind of person that you the kind of person that you would get like that is not a person that you just sit around going well white women do this like that's not the kind of person that like that doesn't mean they're a good person you have to find a good person to spend your life with more than a good race right and and also it's one of those things especially when it comes to interracial relationships when you are get into an interracial relationship you have to take that person and their community and that's something people have a tendency to forget you want to take that person and a lot of people want to strip the community away from them but you cannot do that if you love that person you have to love everything about them them as a whole person so if you marry somebody that's if you're white and you get in a relationship with somebody that's black you you're going to have to deal with racism. You're going to have to deal with, with, with the biases that come in their life and their frustration and shit like that. And a lot of times, de- uh, depending on the person, the relationships don't last because that person uh, talks about the injustices in their lives and you don't understand. And not only do you not understand, you don't want to understand, which is another problem because it's one of the things where you have to have empathy and sympathy when you get into relationships, period. But especially when you get in relationships where you're not the same race, you have to understand the culture, too yeah i remember um i was listening to a podcast and this person was talking about me right um and they were like and they just said in passing like well i know rod will be mad you know i got a white wife and i and i was like one i don't know you nigga um number but number two it was this like idea of that that because i have a black wife and i love black women that i somehow hate interracial relationships or Mm -hmm. hate or hate white people or hate white women or hate whatever like it's that kind of ignorance you know what i'm saying like where it's like what where is this coming from like the fetishization part of it is whack to me but if you're but if somebody has a relationship where they just found that person and that's who you want to spend your life with i don't understand why that would be a problem for anybody i don't have any problems with that i don't know why anybody would have a problem with that it's none of it's really nobody else's business you know what i mean even if it is on some fetish shit just don't tell me about it it's not my fucking business i don't care it's just when i get into these conversations where you have these broad sweeping statements that are anti-black woman it it's racist and it's fucked up and i don't care that it's coming from black men i don't because because the other thing is if a white man was sitting there talking to you and he goes yeah well we all know black women ain't shit and you go yep i agree 
okay but do you think that same guy isn't thinking the same shit about your black ass come on now where like you agree with that too that you ain't shit like it's because like, it becomes personal then right it's that kind of shit that i you know i fight against man so you know it's, it's just odd to see how how people flip out but yeah a lot of people here's what's funny to me a lot of people on these dating sites how many of them you think uh gonna vote for bernie sanders but they won't date your black ass hmm interesting huh uh anyway a hundred for me oh yeah it's a hundred and before we move on when it comes to interracial relationships i know a lot of a lot especially a lot of uh, black dudes uh have insecurities when it comes to dating women and you can tell a lot of times because sometimes like my presence depend on the situation will actually you can tell it tenses up where they be like is she gonna give us an attitude or is she gonna get angry with us a lot of times i'll just smile and let them know i don't i don't have a problem here and a lot of times when it comes to dating outside of outside of race a lot of people have a lot of insecurities that they personally got to get over but they take those insecurities and reflect them back on other people like they're the problem when you got to check within yourself yeah like i said i'm not i'm not here to judge people on um i'm not here to judge people um on whatever their dating situation is but i do look at people's preferences and i wonder i think the why of the preference matters and i don't think you get to skip out on that and if you volunteer it and it's some bullshit i'm gonna let you know um and and like i said it's pervasive through black men i can't speak for every other race because i don't talk to everybody like that about those things but a lot of black men feel comfortable assuming shit about me and saying certain things to me and sometimes i'm just like yo it really breaks my heart to hear them talk about that because i'm like but you got a sister and you got a mother you know you talking about like like they ain't shit either what did like what what did this come from right tay diggs Tay Diggs fears people will see his son as black. Uh, Tay Diggs is a proud black man. When it comes to his son Walker, he hopes the world will see him as biracial and not simply black. While this that sentiment may anger some out of context, Diggs fears that if society sees his son as black, there will be confusion with his mother being white. Oh, he like he's the first person to ever have an interracial child. Oh. Blackness in our community is something that is debated, sometimes denied, and always in discussion. Today, the internet is buzzing about blackness because of some statements that Hollywood heartthrob Tay Diggs made to the griot about how he thinks his biracial son should identify. Now, the one-drop rule is very old, but... Well, actually, I just wanted to hear his take on it. Uh, No offense, Uh, (laughs) ma'am. That's true. But uh, I was trying to get the BET breakdown of it. I was trying to get the... That's why we had that sassy music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Tay Diggs is a motherfucking pimp. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, it says when you. Hey, what's up, you guys? Oh, it's Chris Witherspoon. Right now, I'm sitting down with, uh, Tay Diggs, author, now author, um, performer. You sing, you dance, you do it all. I'm trying. And you've written your second book, Mix Me. Yes. I have yes. a copy of it right here, folks. So he had a book called Chocolate Me, and this one's called Mix Me. Oh, Excellent really? book. Um, as a parent, I have to thank you for, for kind of doing something for the kids. All right. Um, yeah. And I have to ask you, because you wrote your first book, Chocolate Me, which I loved. Mm-hmm. It was about you. Thank what you. really inspired you to tell this story about, or tell a story that kind of related to your son? Uh, well, uh, as you said, the, the first book I wrote, Chocolate Me, was based on my experiences growing up, a little chocolate boy. 
uh, in uh, a majority, uh, a predominantly white neighborhood, and how I would get made fun of. And then through my mother and father and, you know, my own recognition, I was able to, to develop a strong sense of self-esteem self and self-love. This book is uh, uh, c kind of along similar lines for my son, even though in this day and age, you know, he's going to have less of an issue than I did being mixed. My son is mixed, half black, half white. And, uh, and just uh, from growing up, listening to other, you know, biracial or however you want to term these folks, these beautiful people, you know, their experiences, their accounts of what it has been like coming from, you know, a, a blended relationship. So it's another book of uh, self-love and self-appreciation and knowing that, that you are special regardless of what people say about you mm -hmm. uh, because people will always say stuff. And this character in this book is fictional and he's so cute. Mm -hmm. and he, you know, he asks his parents a couple questions here and there about being mixed and his friends. What, what is, like, your, I guess, your biggest concern or toughest fear, if you will, with your son being mixed, a question he might have for you? And this is where I'm, I'm very thankful for my own experience, um, not knowing or believing who you are and then uh, allowing other people's impressions to influence you. You know, growing up, you know, I was told a certain thing at home, and then you're told a different thing outside of the home. And if you're spending more time out of home, uh, you might be a little bit more easily influenced. For example, that darker was worse, you mm -hmm. know. Um, outside my home, everybody, when I was growing up, everybody paid more attention to the light-skinned. Of mm -hmm. black people, if you had wavy hair that was supposed to be, you know, uh, more attractive, um, that wasn't that way in the home. But you know, when you're a kid, you don't really want to mess with what's at home. You want to be cool and accepted, you know, in uh, in social circles. So my fear is that, you know, Walker is going to go through that, and he will. But I don't want it to be about this when it comes to to who he is and the the quality and texture of his hair and the color of his skin and how he speaks, or you know, with whom he. He socializes. I want him to have a, you know, a strong, robust impression of that, and to know that, that that, I want I want to know that he knows he knows who he is. Mm. Very well said. Well, thanks. I think the most famous uh, biracial person at the forefront of America is President Obama. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and even that. I mean, I can go off on that. Nobody, you're one of the first people that actually brings brings uh, brings light to that. As African Americans, we were so quick to say, okay, he's black, he's black. Mm -hmm. And then there were the white people who were afraid to say that he was biracial because who can, you know, who knows? But every, he, everybody, uh, uh, refers to him as the, the first black president. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's interesting, you know? Mm -hmm. I wonder if that would be the case if he were a fireman or mm -hmm. if he, you know, were my plumber. So it would be great if, if it didn't matter. And that yeah. people could call him, you know, mixed or whatever. But we're still choosing to make that distinction. And then that's when, you know, I think you, you get into some some dangerous waters. Well, how important, how important is it for you and your son who's mixed um, for him to not to have to choose to say he's black or he's white? Very, very. I think when you do, um, you risk disrespecting that one half of who you are. And that's my fear is that, you know, I don't want him to, and my son to be in a situation where, you know, he calls himself black and then everybody thinks he has a black mom and a black dad. And then when they see he has a black, a white mother, mm -hmm. they're wondering, oh, well, what's going on? Do, are you, 
ashamed of your wife. Well, why don't, why are you telling, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this sounds like he got some hang ups. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, yeah. first of all, that's a societal thing that. Right. It's kind of weird that he chose black people to put that off on. Mm-hmm. Um, as that's not something that originated with us. Um, it is also not something that uh black people do out of any disregard for white people it's Mm -hmm. very much a inclusive thing like black people are so inclusive that they're just like fuck it they said if you got one drop you black nigga you black you with us then cool like you don't have to worry about being an outcast over here being discriminated against um for being half white um uh or like you don't have to worry about that so we're just gonna say you're black too like i haven't experienced that as a as a negative like you know like we're taking away from your heritage you black don't you dare bring up that don't you bring up your white mama like i haven't seen it that way right i've also never seen anybody confused when a black when a white woman is holding an interracial child i've never seen this what the fuck like well how did this happen my brain can't compute that a white woman would have a baby that looked black that none of this has ever happened before like i i didn't know these were i i feel like he's putting the cop out on black people here which is kind of which is interesting as he would say uh i'm sorry were you gonna say something yeah i think this sounds like he had some things that he's dealing with or just uh, you know because it's one of those things where i understand that people i want you to acknowledge your mama he's not gonna disown his mama nobody's gonna tell that woman that that child is not hers just because people uh look at that child and says that child is black that you know what that child is made of does not change who he is and even president obama has said that he is black right you know and it is not like people are dumb people know that the president is biracial so him claiming black is 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 him claiming black the problem is it something where you want him to say I'm biracial just so everybody can just no 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 that there is some white mixed in this child? I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not trying to fuss like what is the particular hang up that makes you you deal with this because regardless of if you're uh, uh, mixed or not uh, and whatever you called or claim yourself, a lot of the nuances that he's talking about is how the world is going to view you regardless yeah. of of what you say or how you treat it you know it's one of those things where society will, will say hey that's a black child yeah the police you gonna tell the police this hey guys you can let me go and let the white half go like it's not like it's just it is what it is people are more worried that you're gonna put a kid out here unprepared to deal with life now i don't think he would do that i hope not i hope not either but um you know i i think that's what people get nervous about also black people we have insecurity about this idea that certain black people get money into fame and shit and then they want to leave our race yeah and i think that's what a lot of this commentary around him is because i don't find his comments to really be that inflammatory to be quite honest with you Mm -mm. um but people are so nervous that the culmination of his comments is going to be and that's why black people ain't shit and i didn't really feel that he was saying that no um i just think that he has some like you said some hang-ups and insecurity about it himself mm-hmm. and he i hope he doesn't pass it on to his son in a negative light but um 
we'll see what happens there but you know his his son is gonna have a lot of issues to deal with as a mixed child no matter what you know if if mixed is even the right fucking term some people find that derogatory yes they do you know i don't like it's just it's a lot it's a lot going on out there so yeah and i don't think just i think you can be black in america and be mixed because almost all the black people in america are mixed with something yes they are so don't you know anyway uh for me i give that like a 75 what about you yeah because it's not like he came out and just just went to i give it a 15 like he went balls to the wall all right let's do some uh guess the race Mm -hmm. now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we either play a news article from all around the globe we have to test it today the chat room to guess the race and the chat room is racist all right story number one a a Tampa police oh florida says 78 year old woman was killed by a man who got away with thirty dollars you killed her with thirty dollars now we're guessing the race of the man not the victim loretta jackson was killed over thirty dollars that's how much jonathan david kendrick guess the race got away with after Tampa police said he broke into a 78 year old one woman's home uh over the weekend then viciously beat her to death kendrick 24 was arrested tuesday on charges that included first degree murder armed burglary with uh battery armed robbery and dealing in stolen property according to the tampa bay uh the tampa police knowing now that's that he's picked up that's like 20 million pounds of release said jackson's son james dixon who was 60 but i still got a long road to go jackson lived alone in the white house on osborne ave though though her son says sometimes he stayed with her and checked on her every day Tampa police detailed how she lost her life sometime late friday night early saturday morning after he was read his rights police say kendrick told them that he robbed jackson because she was an easy lick street slang for an easy target he kicked in the back door of her home police said that was when he confront he was then confronted by jackson why are you in my house jackson said kendrick demanded money jackson started to scream police said and then kendrick attacked her he punched the woman till she fell then the 78 year old tried to get back up police said kendrick grabbed a vacuum cleaner and tried to and started to beat her with it god damn oh my god yikes well beat her with a vacuum cleaner that sucks <laughs> um yeah that's terrible then police said kendrick told them he put a pillow over her face to stop her screens then checked their pulse uh police said kendrick told them she had none so he beat her to death and suffocated her that's a terrible way for a lady to die right kendrick told jackson he took her jackson her ebt car her driver's license her cell phone and twenty dollars according to police um where the other 10 come from i don't know video show him walking into a store 8 29 a.m which is about 15 minute walk from her house the video showed kendrick taking her ebt card out uh, and jackson's driver license could be seen in his wallet 
kendrick told the ebt card sold the ebt card to someone standing in line at the store for ten dollars there you go karen ah okay so that's the 30 he also returned to the scene of the crime hours later to retrieve a bag he left inside the house wow jackson's son discovered his mother's body around 3 45 p.m saturday roofing the roofing contractor hadn't heard from her all day he found a busted door frame with the door force closed mama mama he yelled as he pushed his way in i looked down i tripped over her she was laying on the floor the oh. house the house his mother lived in was 20 years for 20 years was ransacked he yelled to a roofing worker he had to call he had he, he had with him to call 911 Temple police said that forensic evidence linked kendrick to jackson's murder he was arrested around 10 a.m tuesday in an unrelated battery charge damn this month yo police said kendrick broke free from the officers and tried to run an officer shot kendrick with a taser causing him to fall and hit his head he received four stitches at a local hospital kendrick who also faced charges of giving false data an officer escaped from confinement and resisting an officer without violence was being held without bail uh guess the race of what's this dude's whole name jonathan david kendrick um see what the chat room says didn't want him to be but he is he used lick and he sold food stamps black half a take the half a take baby that take can't stand <laughs> black rob bitch got my i got my pots black this is porch monkey this is a porch monkey no doubt thirty dollars enough to buy some hennessy black crackhead black Samuel l jackson and jungle fever crackhead mix says ayana uh, kendrick's either crashing weddings or killing crackers black um oh. black dude that would have posted this on facebook but he got caught too fast the correct answer is <laughs> he is black wow yes he is black what a terrible fucking crime um right bonus round double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race the bonus round against the race so far everybody's one for one let's see if they can finish strong seem like y'all getting nervous to me police argument over biscuits and gravy ended in a father shooting and killing his son not no biscuits and gravy say fred fleener the third shot his son in the family's home on west raymond street yesterday morning and tonight the torn apart family is speaking out and i love my brother so much and i know my dad did too Crystal Allen Fleener is devastated. Her 22-year-old brother is dead. Her father in jail. Police say Fred Fleener III shot and killed his son yesterday morning. This isn't my dad, and I guess I'm just saying that he snapped. I mean, somebody could only handle so much at a time. She says her father opened fire after her brother, Fred Fleener IV, began hitting her and her wheelchair-bound cousin. She says her brother had psychological problems and recently stopped taking his medication. And all I ever wanted to do was help my son. I loved him. I love him. <laughs> With every ounce of energy and, and my soul. We never understood why my brother turned the way he did and started doing the things that he was doing to us. He's tore us apart. 
But it doesn't change the fact I miss my brother and I love him and I wish he was with me right now. The shooting happened at the family's home on Raymond Street. 24-Hour News 8 was there moments after detectives arrived on scene. At the end of their investigation, Fred Fleener III was arrested and charged for killing his son. I know what he did was wrong, but this, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. I want my daddy back home. We need him. We need him so much. Police say they have recovered the weapon used. Fred Fleener III is in jail and faces involuntary manslaughter charges. He's scheduled to be back in court tomorrow. We will keep you posted. All right, guys. Guess the race of Mr. Fred Fleener III. Extra white. Fighting over canned biscuits. Big mama ain't make those white. Father was in the kids' lives white. Snap psychological problems. Defenses only a white man can afford. Has mental problems. It's okay. I.E. white obviously white must have been been those red lobster cheddar biscuits black pretty sure it was white gravy daddy and son were white but they had a black woman cooking biscuits in the kitchen whiter than the mashed potato size they didn't order three generations of white biscuit men <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is white Some of you got it wrong. It just reminds me of that kid pills get that biscuits and gravy. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, last thing. An Alexandria man is facing an attempted murder charge after swinging a sword at another person Sunday on Thornton Court. Officers were sent uh, to a home on Thornton Court about a disturbance in the street, according to a release on the Alexandria Police Department's website. When they arrived, those involved already had left, but people in the area said that a victim had been taken to a local hospital with a cut hand. The investigation found that the victim and suspect, 44-year-old James P. Morgan III, had gotten into an argument that escalated when Morgan allegedly armed himself with a sword and swung it at the victim, cutting the victim's hand. The victim required surgery on his hand, according to the release. No other information about the victim was uh, available. Detectives later got a warrant for Morgan's arrest. He was found and was arrested Monday, then was booked in the Rapids Parish Detention Center on the charge of attempted second-degree murder. He remains in jail on $250,000 bond. Guess the race, white. All right, guys, we will talk to you guys later. Of course, all of this ratchetness uh, for Guess the Race was brought to you by Bevel. That's right, Bevel. It's the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps. Check out Get Bevel, okay? Get that clear, smooth skin. Mm-hmm. all right a lot of people out here walking around thinking it's about time to be christmas your dad your daddy your granddaddy your uncles faces looking all bumping and ugly you don't love them 
and you wonder why your little babies don't want to hug them when you go see them for thanksgiving get them bevels so they can get their face smooth as eggs baby and then the babies will want to hug them and the women will be all up on them and you won't feel they won't be irritated they won't be telling you to shut up so they can watch the game <laughs> make sure you help those those brothers out tell them to go to getbevel.com today and use code tbgwt to get 20 percent off of their first month that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com mm-hmm. code tbgwt now like i said we'll be back on uh saturday for feedback yes balls deep will be friday at a special time 5 30 is when we'll start the pregame and then like i think 6 6 30 we're gonna have chris lamberth on with us to talk sports <laughs> so we'll see you guys on friday premium folks premium people uh everybody else talk to y'all saturday until then i love you excuse me i love you too Mwah. hold on it's <laughs> too much burping going on in here <laughs> yes it is until then love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah. there we go <laughs>